0: I'm Sid, And I'm Jess. And And this this is is the the Book Boyfriend Boyfriend Project. Project. So, today is another installment of our Speedy Reviews. This will be the March episode. Mm -hmm. And we've actually decided to cut back on the amount of books that we each review in a month because, you know, it's getting to be a little bit much for me to get through five books that know weren't part of the same series because i read a lot of really long drawn out series and
1: jess is a series reader i i I read series but like she reads like series that like 30 books in them yeah so it's a
0: little different (laughs) yeah it's it's a bit much
1: yeah we're thinking that we would like to eventually or occasionally incorporate kind of like series reviews so instead of just reviewing like one of the books in the series doing kind of like an overview but we haven't nailed down anything yet, but that's kind of our caveat to this.
0: hmm
1: Yep. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You can go first. Okay, so my first book is called The Change Up by Megan Quinn, and I gave this a 5 out of 5. So, this is a sports romance. I've said before, not my jam, but Megan Quinn is slowly but surely changing my mind. I feel like she does a really great job with her books in balancing kind of the sports with, like... The romance. It's just like I feel like with her books, the sports just happen to be what they do instead of it being like so centered around the game itself. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. See, I love that, and I actually have read. This is part of the Brentwood baseball series, and so I've read a couple of them. I don't think I've actually read this one. I think I stopped right before this book. I've read mm-hmm. the first four books in this series each book is about a different um player that was previously on the Brentwood baseball team Mm -hmm. in college except the one that she just is about to tell you guys about yeah and the first one I read it was called I want to say like the strikeout or something it was with Millie Mm -hmm. and that one was very much like, sporty, like, baseball was a huge part of that book. Uh, well, she loves baseball, though. Yeah, but, like, the girl loves baseball. She wants to be a baseball coach eventually. Mm-hmm. She wants to be, like, the first female baseball coach. At least there it makes sense. It's not like they're giving you a
1: play-by-play of every game. hmm No. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, uh, this one, The Change-Up, I believe this is, like, maybe the third book in the series or the fourth book in the series. I kind of read these out of order, because mm. they're, like... This is the fifth book. It's the fifth book. Maddox is the fifth book, I believe. They're, like, standalone-ish, but it's kind of, like, it just follows the same group of people. So, like, you can read other books, or you can read them out of order, you just have to, like, be aware that you're probably going to spoil some things for yourself. Um, But this one follows Maddox Page, and I don't know, usually I feel like I'm not a bad boy girl, but damn. (laughs) He's described as, like, being covered in tattoos, and, like, he's known as being, like, a fighter on the team, Mm -hmm. but he
0: draws... And I love that. Mm-hmm. See, and I very much am. Oh, a you are girl, kind of like they're my jam. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love like this super alpha male. That's like. Super possessive and super jealous, and is like you're mine, and is kind of like borderline controlling, mm-hmm. but it's like a complete fucking teddy bear for her and her only. Like that's my jam.
1: Yeah. So usually that's not me, but I loved him so so much. He was the main character. Um, and then the like female love interest, her name was Kinsley Kinsley? Kinsley. Kinsley was her name. Um, and she's kind of She's not ditzy. She's just, like, kind of, like, free-spirited. And, like, her whole shtick was, like, being super, like, sustainable and environmentally conscious, and I love that. And she is coming back into Maddox's life. They were best friends throughout their childhood, and she's coming back into his life because um, she got a job in Chicago where he now lives, and she needs a place to crash. So, already, I'm, like, Maddox draws. Kinsley gets to work with animals. And now it's like that close close proximity trope that I just adore.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: right off the bat, I was absolutely hooked. Um, I thought the plot was wonderful. It moved along really well. I was laughing out loud the entire time I read this book. And honestly, I just I would really highly recommend you guys checking it out. I guess I don't know. Would you say that someone who doesn't like love sports romances would you suggest
0: they start with the first one? Mm-hmm. I would definitely start with the first one because they're not like. Just the very... It's the second one that is technically, like, really sporty. I would, oh, was it? Yeah. I would okay. start with the first one just because, like... I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like, I would start with whatever one sounds most interesting to you. mm mm-hmm. You just... You kind of, like, see, like, which couples end
1: up together.
0: Yeah. That's, like, the real... The only real spoiler from it.
1: Yeah. Another thing that I was kind of a little bit worried about with this is that Jess told me when she was reading these other books, or the other books in the series, that, like, when the characters break up it's not like a 48 hour breakup she made it sound like there was like years between each one but there still- are
0: years between each one and like the first three or oh, four are they?
1: books okay because only yes. one of the three that i've read so far it was like years the no. other ones were just a couple months or a couple no. weeks
0: like so the first one there's like so i think it's six or seven years that they're broken up Mm -hmm. in the first book and the second book it's like four years and then the third book I think it's like four or five because the first like three couples get together when they are like still in college and then they break up while they're in college and then they meet later on in life and they get back together later on in life gotcha but the ones you've all read take place when they're adults Except the last one that I read. Yeah. With Lincoln. Yeah.
1: But yeah. I was worried about that, but that was also done very, very well. I just, I think Megan Quinn's a phenomenal writer. and She is. I'm she pretty is. sure she can do no wrong.
0: Oh, she can do plenty wrong. I oh, don't know. She can do plenty, plenty wrong. Just wait until you go back and read the first couple of books. Maybe I just won't do that. <laughs> yeah, you have to. They're amazing. But also, they'll rip you to shreds. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright, what's your book? Okay, so my next book is The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And so, my God, guys, this book. I gave it a four and a half out of five. And I'll tell you why in a minute. But this book was so freaking phenomenal. I loved this book to pieces. I laughed, I cried, it gave me all the feels. And it wasn't even a romance book. It was so far outside of my comfort zone. So... This book is about a woman who ends up committing suicide. I think the first, because I listened to this as an audiobook, so the first 10% is basically her, like, going throughout her day and everything, and they have, like, chapter headings. It's, like, this many hours before she decided to kill herself. And then you end up getting to, like, that point, and it's, like, midnight, and she, like, takes a bunch of, like, um depression pills or something, and she like lays down and she and winds up in this library filled with books. And then she sees like the librarian from her childhood there. And it's basically like her spirit guide. And the librarians like, yep. So you can, all of these books are lives that could be yours if you had made different choices. Mm-hmm. And so that rest of the book is filled well, there's also this, like, one book that's, like, the biggest book in there, and it's called Her Book of Regrets. And so she starts reading this book, and it makes her just feel so, so much worse. And she's, like, this is why I committed suicide. Like, this is why I wanted to die. Like, I no longer want to live. Like, all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so then she, like, picks all of these different books and all of these different lives to, like, Do those change, like she... redo those things that yeah. she regrets. And she goes through this, like, story, and it's just so freaking beautiful.
1: Mm -hmm. I had this one on my whole shelf on the Libby app, and then I was, like, in a romance rut, and I was like, I need romance. I knew this book didn't have romance, so I passed it on. But now I need
0: to, like, re-put it on hold. It's literally so freaking phenomenal. The only thing that was, like, my crooks of it is at the very end, like, she does some stuff. Like, she makes a decision, and then you don't get to see much of the results from that decision. Rude. So, like, that's why it got knocked down that, like, half a star. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I was completely blown away by this novel, mm-hmm. and it made me want to stalk the rest of um, Matt Haig's, like, novels. Does he have many more? But he doesn't really have that many more. He has, like, an autobiography and such, but, like, he doesn't have anything else that's, like... Kind of like this. True. And I was just... I was very disappointed by
1: that. I'm going to blame you. It sounds really, really good. I need to read it. I just, like, need to
0: de-romance myself a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it was phenomenal. And, like, yes, there's romance in it. Because, like, um... In, like, one of her main regrets is that she ended up, like... Canceling her engagement to this guy that she'd been with for a couple of years. Um... Cause the wedding was like a month or two after her mom had died. And so she's like, she ended up like canceling the wedding Mm -hmm. like two days before the, she was supposed to go down. Mm -hmm. She's like, and I think he like, she tried to be like, let's push this back a couple of months. And he like, basically was like, no, like we already have everything planned. Mm -hmm. And so she ended up canceling it. And so that was a regret. Like one of the choices. Yes. She regrets it. Like, one of the choices she makes is what would have happened if I'd gone through with it? Mm-hmm. Like, what would, have, like what would that my life have looked like now mm-hmm. if I'd gone through with it? Yeah. I was gonna say, I would have kicked him to the curb. And been, dude. Yeah, but she's not that tight. She's very much, like, a people pleaser. Gotcha. Throughout this, the entire beginning of the book, most of her regrets are, like, not doing things that other people wanted her to do.
1: Hmm. That's interesting.
0: And so, like the beginning of the book is very much like a self-realization for her of like i'm not going to be happy just trying to like have everyone else's goals like and then she like kind of tries to find her own like self and it's like a very much like a self-discovery self-realization happy place and i was like (laughs) (laughs) and she has this moment with a polar bear and i'm like (gasps) it was like just brilliant i literally cried so hard at that part i'm so excited now it was great <laughs> okay so my next
1: book is red white and royal blue by casey mcquinston i know this book has been out i think it's been out for like almost two years at this point point. Mm-hmm. and i've i've seen it on like our library app like a hundred times i've picked it up i've looked at the little blurb and something about the blurb just did not click with me so knowing that uh two book bitches released an episode on this book so i was like you know what i'm gonna listen to them see what they have to say about it and then maybe i'll give it a shot and i think i distinctly remember i was on a walk when i was listening to that episode and they started talking about it and they got to this point and they were like okay if you're gonna read this book at all like seriously just pause the episode right here because i'm gonna spoil it and i had to pause it in the middle of my walk because i just had to read it so this book follows the kind of like alternate uh timeline of the oh the 2016 election i want to say um and kind of it's not hillary clinton that gets elected but it's a female president who gets elected um and this book does have kind of a lot of political drama in it which i don't know i'm always not sure if i'm gonna love that but i always end up loving it um and the two main characters are the first son his name is alex and the prince of england his name is henry he's not like the crown prince or the heir to the throne but he's like the second prince he's like the prince harry <laughs> um and so basically it starts off with alex and he is very politically ambitious he's loving that his mom's in the white house he's in college right now but he is um living at the white house with his mom because he's going to Georgetown University and he just loves being around all that like political stuff. Um, Henry is his self-proclaimed arch nemesis because they had like one really bad interaction um, several years ago right after Henry's dad had died and Henry <laughs> literally said hello to Alex and then turned to a security guard and was like, can you get him away from me? And they hated ah. each other ever since. So kind of their reintroduction <laughs> to each other's lives happens at the royal wedding uh-huh. of Henry's brother. And uh, Alex and Henry end up getting into a little bit of a situation where they knock over the royal wedding cake. It was like a $30,000 cake or something. Jeez. Absolutely ridiculous like that. And so of course like bad press and like the press is saying like, does this mean that the relations between England and America aren't as good as we thought they were, blah, 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 blah. So basically, both boys are ordered to go on like this pr campaign and the story is that they've been best friends for years and it was just like them messing around <laughs> so of yeah yeah so they're forced to do all like these public engagements and they're forced to spend more time together and then of course they have to keep this ruse up because if they ever drop it everyone's gonna be like oh like that was just like total crap so of course throughout this they kind of start developing feelings for each other oh and one thing to note is that henry like henry is comfortable in his sexuality like he's gay he knows he's gay not a lot of people around him know that he's gay but like he hasn't figured out with it himself alex does not and i feel like i don't know i was a little nervous to comment on this but i feel like it's done so well in this book it's kind of just like alex is like hey i have feelings for henry and i've done some kind of like questionable things in the past and like so, like, I'm bisexual. And it wasn't, like, this big thing. It was just, like, he was very sure of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I don't know. I thought that was really, really well done. Um, and so, of course, like, they fall in love. And there's some political drama at one point. Um, I mean, throughout the whole thing, really. But I don't really want to spoil it anymore for anyone who hasn't read it. Um, the dialogue between Henry and Alex is absolutely fantastic. At one point, they are... I forget if these are letters. No, they're emails. They're writing these emails back and forth to each other that read, like, beautiful love letters. And they, like, include quotes from, like, old famous people's, like, politicians. Um, letters that they wrote to people at the end of all their letters. It's so good. I was laughing. I was crying. It was an emotional book. I gave it five stars. It was fantastic. <laughs> <sighs>
0: Yeah, that's definitely going to have to be one that I read. Yeah. Because on, I'm like... It's on Hoopla. <laughs> yes. Um. So, it sounds like you gave most of yours like 5 out of 5 so far. i
1: had a good reading month. I won't lie to you guys. We kind of keep all of our reviews on one document so we can like refer back to them for posts or whatever we want to. Um. And I think almost all my books got a 4 or 5 star rating this month. I've had a good reading month.
0: <laughs> yes. So... The next book on my list to review is A Lesson in Blackmail by K.D. Robichuk. I think that's how you say her last name. Um, Kayla, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the rating I gave was 3.5 out of 5 and this book was really entertaining it was really short i really liked it i just felt like there was more that could have been added mm-hmm. and i wanted to see more interaction from the characters and a little more of um like the bdsm play out a bit this mm-hmm. is like a bdsm novel it's very lightly bdsm i told sid about it i'm like this is very much like a like Be- an intro ginners, it's like a beginner intro one like if you're like hesitant or like you've never read one and you like want to check it out you want to see what it is this is very much like a beginner's one mm-hmm. and it like mm, like not a ton there's no little, there's no whips, there's no chains there's no handcuffs there's none of like all the little, like kinky play things just little controlling little commands that type of thing mm-hmm. it's basically the whole like bdsm part in this book, that's it. Um, so it is a duology. Evelyn is the new librarian at Black Academy. Black Academy is the school that the male character Nathaniel attends. Evelyn is 22. Nathaniel is 18. He is a senior at the school. He's also the heir to like the school's like founding legacy. His family founded it like three or four generations ago. And she lost her parents when she was like 17 and it created some anxiety issues for her and now she has found this one therapist and he introduced her to Club Alias which is the BDSM club where she was trained to be a submissive and this is kind of where and then Nathaniel has um, severe OCD. And he kind of has, like, thoughts of wanting to be controlling and wanting to do things in bed but that he's never really explored with partners. And so he's, like, very obsessed with Evelyn and he ends up, like, stalking her. Oh. (laughs) And he, like, follows her to Club Alias one Friday because she goes every Friday night. And he, like, sneaks in and sees her in her, like, lingerie getup and then, like, blackmails her into teaching him about BDSM and about being a dom and then they like fall in love and it's I don't know like I liked it it had all of the like right things for like a teacher-student romance like they obviously like get caught I was a little a little scared they weren't gonna get caught there for a second because like (laughs) if I'm reading like one of those like forbidden like stepsister-stepbrother romances, or like the student-teacher romances, or like anything like that. If there's not a moment in the book where they get caught, it's a bad book. I'm sorry. It's like a major pivotal plot point. It's a plot point. It is a plot point in any forbidden romance book that you read. They have to get caught at some point. I don't care how them getting caught turns out. I don't care if it's like a blip on the radar because they already like told the people they needed to tell and everything else. But, like, you have to get caught. Yeah. But, no. I really liked this book. I would have wanted to see more of the characters. The author has actually said she plans to publish a, like, lengthened version of this. So, I'm really excited for that. Mm -hmm. And I will definitely be checking out and reading that when it comes out.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it sounds, I don't know, I'm intrigued by the premise, Mm-hmm. because like when you told me about it a couple weeks ago when I read the blurb I was like oh that sounds good but like as you're explaining the plot it didn't quite turn out like I don't know it just didn't follow the plot that I thought it would so now I'm intrigued
0: mm-hmm.
1: but um my next book is called the match by Sarah Adams totally different spectrum or totally different side of the spectrum uh um, compared to Justice's book I gave this one a four and a half out of five um And I've read, I think, most of Sarah Adams' books this month. I kind of binged them. And she describes her books as a closed-door romance, so, like, there's no, like, sex scenes or any of that. It's just kind of, like, alluded to. Mm-hmm. Not in, like, a YA. Like, I didn't read it and feel like, oh, I just read, like, a YA book, but, like, it's just not explicit, you know? Mm-hmm. Um. So this one in particular follows Evie. She's a twenty-something woman who's discovering her independence. Um. She's she comes from like a very wealthy family, and because of that wealth, um, her mother kind of controls her a little bit. She has an epileptic. No, is that is that what you call people with seizures? Yes. She has an epileptic condition, or seizure condition. Um, epilepsy. Epilepsy. Um, and so she for a good part of her life she's been too afraid to like live on her own. Oh my god, are you okay? What's happening?
0: No, my foot is asleep and it's waking back up and it's that like it's that like pain and needles and ah. Are you okay? Yeah, Yeah. I'm fine. Continue talking. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, so at the beginning of this book it's kinda just explaining how she's finally gained her independence. She's living in like this itty bitty apartment. Um, and she has a service dog who I just adore and she works at this, um, company, I think it's called like service paws or something like that, but basically it helps pair service dogs with people in need. Um, and then kind of how the male lead is brought into this, his name is Jake, is that his daughter actually contacts Evie on like his behalf or pretending to be him because she also has epilepsy. And wants to see your dog so so badly. So basically, the meet cute of this book is Evie is heading to this coffee shop for what she thinks is a business meeting, and Jake is there with his daughter. And so Evie kind of like sits down. She's like, "Hey, are you Jake?" And he's like, "Yeah." And so she like starts telling him about the dog, and he like basically yells at her in the middle of this cafe.
0: For what? For
1: like she he thought that she was like not berating him, but like aggressively trying to sell him on something that he said no to. Because he didn't know that his daughter set this meeting up. Mm. Um, so that's kind of how they meet. They get off on the wrong foot and eventually they come together in this wonderful little love story. Um, I loved it so, so much. It was It's very, very fluffy. It's not anything deep. But if you guys are just looking for something to make you smile at the end of the day, this is definitely the book for you. It made me laugh out loud so many times.
0: <laughs> that sounds really cute. It was and- super cute. I don't know. To me, a YA book is something that's filled with, like, high school drama and crap that can basically be solved with a simple conversation and just drags on. Like, yes, like, cleaner romances aren't totally my thing, but, like, I don't consider them YA. Yeah. YA, to me, is more about, like, the actions of the main character, not, like, the I think it's also in the
1: way that they talk about sex, too, because I feel like sometimes in YA novels it's viewed more as, like, a taboo Mm -hmm. topic, whereas in an adult novel, it's... Even if an adult novel, if they don't, like, say explicitly what happens, it's just, like, a normal thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, my last book is technically the second book in a trilogy. It's called Days of Blood and Starlight. I gave it a four-star rating because... While I really, really enjoyed the book and I'm really, really enjoying the third book, I think I have like 10 chapters left before I'm done with the series. Um, The first book was only from the male and female main character's points of view, however the second and third book do not follow that and they start going into all different perspectives and so the main female character is technically missing. Carew is technically missing at the beginning of the second book, and so we don't really find out what happens to her until I think almost a quarter or a third of the way through the book. Like, it doesn't switch to her point of view. And so I was really, really annoyed by that. Um, is this the one with all the flashbacks? Or is that the third one? No, that's the first one. Oh, that's the first the one. Flashbacks okay. are in the first one. Okay. Um, so I would have preferred that they have less perspectives. There's a couple of perspectives that don't really like add value to the story add value to the story at all um so that's kind of why i got four stars instead of five i'm not going to tell you guys much beyond that because it is the second book in the series Mm -hmm. i I think you talked about the first one in mm -hmm. our last speedy reviews yep i uh reviewed the first book in the february speedy reviews episode if you guys want to check that one out Mm -hmm. but i think that's all we have for you guys today so thank you so much for listening in Mm -hmm. Definitely subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting platform and check us out on all of your favorite social media posts that are always linked down below in our episode bios. Mm -hmm. Thanks for listening!